afternoon but in my time it's evening okay uh, I, I I only what's this I just had um, I only had this message this week I prepared a lot of message but um, I, I was this um, the messages uh, change or I don't know why but uh, I believe God has a purpose in this message, and I, I haven't prepared a PowerPoint because I, and, and just maybe 30 minutes ago, uh, I was undecided for the message. I, I have three messages, uh, but this is the one that God impressed in my heart. So I hope that this will be a blessing to all of us. Uh, seven days in New Zealand. Uh, we enjoy, thank you, Pastor Adrian, uh, to Sir Titing. The first night, he, what's this? Uh, he, naglibre, no? si Sir Titing, and si Ma'am Arlie, same birthday. And so, Sir Bong also, sa uh, Korean Unlimited. And so, I think I gained a lot of weight. <laughs> no? And, um, uh, Sometimes my my the my back here is uh, not feeling well, so I think I have high blood already. I'm not sure. Uh, so I I don't think I I'm not sure if it's a blessing to eat or to or maybe it's a it's a consequence. So if you have your Bibles with you, please open with me in Second Peter chapter three. Second Peter chapter three. Let's all stand and uh, I'll be uh, preaching. A lesson, the, top, the title of my message this evening, What is God's will for us Christians in the last days? What is God's will for us Christians in the last days? Uh, let's, let's read verse, um, verse, for the sake of time, I will be talking here for the, 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 the chapter 3, the whole chapter 3, but for the sake of time, let's read, let's read um, verse 17 and 18, okay? Oh no, verse 16, verse 16 to 18. Let's read this together, ready? Ready, read. As also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to be understood, which they that are unlearned and unstable rest as they do also the other scriptures, unto their own destruction. Ye therefore, beloved, seeing ye know these things before, beware lest ye also, being led away with the error of the wicked, fall from your own steadfastness. But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, to whom be glory both now and forever. Amen. Because we read these last three verses because our points is in these three verses. But the whole message actually will be about the book of Second uh, Peter. Let's pray. Father God, Lord, thank you for this opportunity. Privilege, Lord, to share your word to your people here in Auckland. I pray, Lord, that this message, Lord, will be a blessing and also, Lord, a warning and an encouragement to all of us. Like uh, Peter, Lord, is a uh, an elder to the church and a great help. 
But Lord Peter, Lord, will not be, will not stay. He did not stay forever. He, he mentioned, Lord, about his departing. And Lord, while he's still around, he, he, he was a great encouragement to the church. And I pray, Lord God, that uh, as a church, as a Christian, as a believer, we will know, Lord, our responsibility because, Lord, one day you will come again. One day, Lord, all of this, Lord, all of the material things, tangible things, things, Lord, that we see will be gone, will, will be dissolved. And, Lord, what's important is that the manner of uh, Christians, persons we are. Thank you, Lord. We are nothing without you. Help us, Lord, to understand your word and apply your word in our lives. This I ask in your name. Amen. You may sit down. What is God's will for us Christians in the last days? Do you believe we are in the last days? Huh? Do you believe we are in the last days? The Bible says here in verse verse 7, verse 7 in, in chapter 3, the heavens and the earth which are now by the same word are kept in store, reserved unto fire. Reserved unto fire. Okay? And and uh, we, we are taught here in, in chapters in chapter three. I have read this all over again. Uh, my my teacher in Bible college, uh, Pastor June Lumagbas, and I'm I'm sure you know no Pastor June Lumagbas, he he told us while we were in Bible college for you to to uh, better to have a better understanding of the context read it all over again 20 30 times 40 times 50 times so what I did is I, I read the, the chapter all over again and it, this talks about the, the chapter 3 is about the last days and not only about the last days also our attitude as a Christian how should we walk before God in the last days what's what is God's will for us so this is not uh, only for me okay this is this message is not only for the pastors or for the parents or for the young people this message is for all of us we are in the last days we should understand the will of God in our lives today the true measure of a man's success somebody has said that the true measure of man's success is not his social or bank account not his social status or bank account not his influence or fame maybe you can uh, during the 90s or early 2000 for me Westlife is successful okay Britney Spears was successful but since I, I understood the will of God then they are not successful okay Success, true success of a man is simply doing what God wants him to do. A successful man is a man who finds out what God wants him to accomplish. What God wants him to accomplish, God, God has a plan for Moses. God has a plan for Abraham. God has a plan for David. God has a plan for Saul, but Saul disobeyed. King Saul, you, you know King Saul, right? God has a specific plan for the, 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 the apostles. God has a specific plan for Apostle Paul. And they were successful. Successful. A successful man is a man who finds out what God wants him to accomplish with his life, then fulfills, fulfill it. How would you love a, 
a, a pastor or a Christian who are getting old in their Christian life and by God's grace, by God's grace and goodness, they are getting old and they are still uh, fruitful and gracious. Do you love to be to be around with people who are getting old in church and they are still gracious? Amen. No, I would I would love to be around with those people, like gracious, like they are smiling. Now, not they are not smiling only, but they are sincere. Some people are smiling, but they're not sincere. So be careful. Some are smiling, but they want to borrow money from you. So be careful from those people. Okay. Uh, so. You, you love to be around to those people who are gracious. Yeah. By God's grace, I do have a few friends like that in the Philippines. They grow old in the ministry. Uh, they're now in their 40s or 30s, but they were very, they started young in the ministry, like pastor's kid, like me. And I know also who are pastors who are like that. And I wish that, I hope, that I could be like that also, growing old graciously, right? Growing old graciously, growing old favorably, working with grace. How would you like to have this kind of attitude? You work with grace or your speech is with grace. You like that? Speech with grace or maybe you react with grace. Uh, uh, this is a true story. One past, uh, one. Pastor's kid, I know her, and um, we, uh, we were riding in a bus, and then when there's something happened, she just said a, a curse word. And so all, all, all of the people in the bus uh, was shocked because, you know, she was very polite, and, you know, they thought that she's already, like, mature, something like that, and we... Don't be shocked if pastor's kid will do some immature things. Okay? Don't be shocked. So, uh, you can see that um, it would be nice if we would react with grace. Amen. Maybe if you're uh, in our home, we are un only allowed to cry uh, with these two reasons. We will cry. My, pa my papa said, uh, you cry if there are souls who, who died without Jesus. You should cry. And the number two, you cry if your finger is, you know, uh, what's that in the door? You're, you, it's like that in the door. It's, I don't know what's the English of that. So other than that, you're not allowed to cry. That's what my papa said. You're not allowed to cry because I did not buy you a, a new shoes or new clothes or new toys. So you're not allowed to cry only for those two reasons. How would it be nice if you react with grace? Like with pro there's a problem, a criticism, and still you react with grace. Yep. You are criticized. Or if ever you criticize, you criticize with grace. Is it possible? Maybe it's called constructive criticism. Yeah. It's always with grace. Peter the Apostle is growing old. He's growing old. Like, Let me read to you. Here, um, here in verse 13, chapter 1, verse 13, Peter writing 2 Peter is growing old. He's old already. Like in verse 13, Yeah, I think it meant as long as I am in this tabernacle. What's this tabernacle? This is his body. 
And look at in verse 14, knowing that shortly I must put off this my tabernacle. So Peter acknowledged his remaining days are few already. Shortly. You understand this word shortly? Like I will be here, I will not be long anymore. I'm here for a very short time. Okay? Peter is growing old and yet he lived graciously. A balance of love and discipline. A balance of love and warning. Peter is writing this epistle to give warning. To give warning to the church. Peter is a man of steel and velvet. I think you know velvet and steel. Like, right? Many people only appreciate or want to hear the love and not the warning. Why? It's because of immaturity. And, and maybe at some point in your life, you were like that. We were like that. I only love to be pampered. I, I only love the gifts. I don't love the scolding. I only love the... The, I only love to be appreciated. I don't want to be criticized. So, many people are like that. But there are Christians who grow in church but did not grow in Christ. That's a very a sad reality in our churches today. Second Peter is a book of warning and remembrance for Christians on how to live in the grace of God during these last days. How to live in the grace of God during these last days. In chapter 2, Peter mentioned to them about false prophets. Chapter 2. In chapter 3, Peter is talking about the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And this should be our focus. Church, this should be our focus. Where should be our focus? Should it be, I'm not, I'm not against work. I'm not against family, but look at here in, in, verse, in verse 12, chapter 3, verse 12. Looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved. Now, I, I haven't really, to be honest, seen this in my whole life. I haven't seen heaven being dissolved. But the Bible says heaven will be dissolved. The visible heaven, the thing that you can see in the, uh, in, in, the, in the sky, will be dissolved. And look at this, the next statement. The elements shall melt with fervent heat. The elements, the metal, the stones, the buildings. This building will, the Bible says, shall melt with fervent heat. So in other words, if our affection like Lot's wife, in the Philippines, they call her Pilar. You know Pilar? Yeah, Pilar of Salt. That's her name. So, I don't know if there's a Pilar here. I'm sorry. Okay, I did not mean to mention you. But the Bible says, the element shall melt with fervent. If, if your treasure is in this world, then the Bible says, one day it, it will just melt. It will just melt. But look at where should be our focus in the last days. Nevertheless, we, this is for us Christians. Nevertheless, we, we, this is us. We, according to His promise, look for 
new heavens and a new earth. This is the reason why Abraham did not build a big house for himself. Now, don't get me wrong. I, we, we have, my parents do have a house. But Abraham settled in a tent. Why? Because the Bible says he looked for a city whose builder and maker is God. So that is the heavenly dwelling place. That is, in other words, that's the desire of Abraham more than his temporal dwelling place here. We, do you have that song? Do you sing that song, Mansions Over the Hilltop? Okay. I've got a mansion. I, 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 don't, I don't think it's proper, proper for you when you sing that song. Uh, I've got a, what's a cottage below because you are not living in a cottage here. But you can still sing that song and you, maybe you can change the j just uh, five rooms below. You've got five rooms here? But look for such things. What do we expect as Christians? What do we expect? The coming of the day of the day of the Lord, or or in other words, the rapture. That's it. That's that's in verse. I think in 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 verse. Uh, where is that verse? Verse verse thirteen or verse. The day of the Lord, verse ten. But the day of the Lord will come, as a thief in the night. So we should be looking for such things or this thing particularly, the day of the Lord. I'm not saying that we should be looking up like every day, no? But we should be anticipating that one day, the day of the Lord could be today, could be tomorrow, next week, the day of the Lord. It's, it's an, uh, I don't know what's called, the uh, thief in the night. It's not a literal thief. But the thief in the night will not say if he will come on Monday, no. On Tuesday, what should we be expecting as a Christians? The rapture, not only the rapture, but the material things will be dissolved. Material things will be dissolved. Somebody uh, gifted my papa a 480,000 suit. 480,000. I don't know what, suit, what that suit is made of. It's just that the suit is uh, 380,000. But you know what? That thing will be dissolved. That thing will be dissolved. We did not buy it. Again, it's a gift. I will not say who's the giver because you might ask. Okay? Look for such things. What should be our focus? Heaven. Heaven. The Bible says there in... in in verse 13, we look for new heavens and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. No more injustice. In here, we can experience injustice. We see crime. We see what? Corruption. But we should consider these things as our focus, not on material things. Not on material things. The message... This evening, I haven't started yet. That's the introduction, but the message will be short, okay? It's not long. We do expect these things to happen. Do you, do you really expect these things to happen? Or maybe you are sitting here and some people, for the unbelievers, you, you talk about 
Jonah or you talk about what um, Daniel or Abraham or Moses it's just a it looks like a fairy tale to them but no Peter said here Peter said here in I think in it's in he said there we are not following cunningly devised fables yeah. I think it's in chapter chapter 1 chapter 1 verse 16 for we have not followed cunningly devised fables. If the Bible is just written by man with no inspiration from God, then the Bible has no difference with the book of Cinderella, Snow White, and the Seven Dwarfs. But no, the Bible says here in verse 21, 20, knowing this verse that no prophecy of the scriptures of any private interpretation for the prophecy came not in old time by the will of men, but holy men of God, what? Spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. How can we know that the Bible is God's word? It's like a glove. The glove of Mani Pacquiao. It has no power. But you would be afraid if the glove is moving and Mani Pacquiao's hand is inside and he's staring at you like that. No, you, would, you, you should run. Even though he's 40 plus year old, he's still powerful. So, the holy men of God are like gloves. The Holy Spirit is Mani Pacquiao's hand. The Bible says, holy men of God spake, spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Amen. So, Peter said, we are not following fables here. Amen. Cunningly devised or like man-made very intellectually made by men, no? That's not Christianity. Christianity is not man-made. Church is not man-made. What we do here is not ordained by men, no. This is ordained by God, organized by God, blessed by God. Holy men of God speak as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. So, we know what we are doing here is the truth. We know that the coming of God is very soon. Peter mentioned, Peter gave the church a warning because he will not be here forever. I will not be here forever. Shortly, I will put off this tabernacle. Peter said, I know, I know you know this already, but let me say this again. That's what we hate from our mom. Like, Again, again, mom, I know already, mom, I know. But when your mom is not there, then you will miss her words, right? Yes, we, we know, but sometimes we forget. But God's will for us in the last days, number one, what is God's will for us in the last days? Number one, very simple message this evening. Number one, to be diligent in the work of God. To be diligent. Where is this in our text? Look at here in verse in verse 14. This is our responsibility. To be diligent. Diligent. Do you know what, what's the word diligent? Right? A, uh, a, 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 a first honor student will not really be shocked if he got the honor. If he, her name or his name is mentioned in the honor list the the one who is very loves to sleep 
always be late. And if his name will be on the honor list, he will be, what? Your name, you will be shocked. Right? But the diligent person, no, you are not perfect. You are not all-knowing. But you will enjoy your your work, the ministry you will enjoy. Why? Because you are diligent. Look at our responsibility in verse 14. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, we know already what are these things, right? The rapture, that the, the element shall melt. There, God prepared a heaven for us. Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. We look for such things. What's our responsibility? Be diligent be diligent be diligent that ye may be found of him in peace without spot and blameless in other words yes you are saved but the struggle is not over yet the fight is not over yet we have we are not to add anything to our salvation but the fight against sin against satan against self is very real we do not need to be complacent. By the way, the opposite of diligence is complacency. Yeah. Or in our vernacular, it's like compianza. The devil doesn't want us to make any progress in our walk with God. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the devil wants. The devil wants us to be stagnant in our growth. Stagnant. The devil does not want us to do things right. The devil does not want us to make things right. The devil, the devil does not want us to make the right decisions in life. The devil wants us to fail. That's what the devil wants. But this is the will of God. In 2 Peter 1.5, giving all diligence, add to your faith. Giving all. Now, we can focus on add to your faith, what? Virtue. Good attitude, good behavior, good spirit, and so on and so forth. It doesn't mean that uh, uh, add to your salvation. No, you are saved already. And add these things. Add virtue, temperance. Because if you have these things, the Bible says, you shall never fall. But you know what's the requirement for you to have these things, those things that are mentioned? Virtue, temperance, patience, Love, brotherly love, self-control. The Bible says, giving all diligence. Giving all diligence. Do you know what complacency means? Complacency will say, oh, I'm close with this person already. I'm I'm good. Or maybe you will say, "As as, as long as my parent is in church, I'm good. Or, or, or as long as pastor is there, I'm, I'm good. Or as long as, like for example, me and my wife, as long as my wife is prayerful, I'm okay. No, that is complacency. It's good that my wife will, is prayerful, but I should be praying too. Right? She will have her battles, I will have my battles also. I'm not exempted to temptation. I have more temptation. You, you just don't know. Oh, I know how to so, to win soul. I have I have I have witnessed one already. Then add one more. Amen. I just need to choose either morning or 
evening. No, you need more of God's word. You need more of preaching. You need more of spiritual food. You need less of TV. Less of nonsense. More of spiritual food. Yes. That is that is what complacency. Or I don't that's not important. But in, in our text, the Bible says, be diligent. Satan is not the only enemy. Ourselves also. We, we, when you face the mirror, you are facing your enemy. That person in the mirror doesn't love God's will. That person in the mirror doesn't love to win souls. That person in the mirror, listen, that is selfish. That is very selfish. And so be diligent. Complacency is the enemy of the Christian. Complacency is the, in our Christian walk, that's what Satan wants. And listen, if you are complacent, you are the target of Satan. As a roaring lion walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Satan will not attack the prayerful. Because Satan knows, oh, this person is very strong. Satan will not attack the, the, the faithful, the devoted. Yes, Satan will attack, but Satan cannot destroy the faith of the person. But Satan will destroy the complacent. The right. reality of complacency today is that when you reach to a point in your life, in your Christian life, when you think you know already, like I was tempted with that, with that uh, um, pride when I finished Bible college. Oh, I, I know already. But then there's uh, the reality in the ministry, a different problem, different challenges, complacency. When you feel you are comfortable in society already, that's complacency. Because the Bible says, walk circumspectly. Don't walk comfortably. We are not here to be praised by men. Oh, I love you, I love you. No. We are here to be a witness. We are here to be a witness. The work of God, the ministry should continue and abound. Don't say, I'm too old for that, or I'm too old to learn, or that's not for me, or ministry is not for me. No, don't say that. The work of God, the ministry should continue and abound. Yeah. The work of God is getting people saved. Right. In our in, in, in Second Peter, Peter said there in chapter 3, verse 9, the Lord's hand is not slack concerning his promise. As some men count what? Slackness, but is long suffering to us word, not willing that what any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Do all the people you know repented of their sins and trust and have put their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ? No, not yet. So there's no room for complacency. One pastor's wife told my mom, Ev, my mom's name is Eva. Ev, this is one of my greatest mistakes. I stopped praying for my kids. When, when all of her kids, five of them, got married, one is married to a pastor's wife. The second is married to a uh, professional. And all of them got married. And then she, she, she thought in herself that, oh, we're, we're stable now. We're in good hands now. But no, 
something happened, something very, very bad happened. As of now, I can tell you that my family, our family, Cortez family, no, we are not exempted from temptation. We are not exempted from trials. We're very young. So there's no, no really room for complacency. Even though, yes, I can see my, 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 my siblings, they are in church, but no, there's no room for complacency. Not even for myself. <laughs> Still, the answer is repentance. Repentance toward God and faith towards our Lord Jesus Christ. That's what Peter said. Number two, number two. So what's number one? The be diligent. Peter said there, giving all diligence, add to your faith. Uh, in, in verse first 14, be diligent, be diligent. Verse number two this evening what should be our what's the will of god in the last days not only that we continue and abound in the work of god or in other words let us be diligent let us be careful satan will try to attack us satan will try to put a mark so that we will not be spotless anymore but number two to accept to accept the scripture as the final authority in our lives yeah. This is number two. This is God's will in our life in the last days. Look at here in, in verse. Look at look at in verse verse 16. Verse 16. As also in all his epistle, speaking in them of these things in which are some things hard to be understood. So look at this first statement here that I want you to, to understand. Some things hard to be understood. What are these some things that are hard to be understood? To be specific, it's the epistle written by Paul or most of the New Testament. In, in verse 15, account that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation. Where is the, where is the, the life of Jesus Christ uh, written? It's in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And the continuation of that are the uh, epistles of Apostle Paul. Apostle Paul wrote mostly of the New Testament. Now, there are some Christians who are still in here. Look at in verse 16. As also in all his epistles in Apostle Paul. Paul, uh, they call it Pauline epistles. Uh, what are the examples of Pauline epistles? The Ephesians, Romans, Galatians. Thessalonians, right? Um, Titus, okay? Timothy. Now, look at here. In which are some things hard to be understood? Hard to be understood. The Bible clearly mentioned it. Peter said, hard to be understood. Some say, yeah, the Bible is hard to be understood. Yes, it's hard, but listen, it's not impossible. That's right. It's hard, but it's not impossible. Is mathematics hard? Yes. But they're engineer. Is science hard? Is accountancy hard? Yes. But if you know accountancy, then what a great skill you have. Right? You just need to have diligence. You just need to be faithful. You just need to read and study and listen. 
Because that's the will of God. Yeah. Now, there are hard things, some things that are hard to be understood. Oh, now, what, what's the result? Which they that are unlearned, unlearned, and unstable rest. Now, this rest is not like, oh, I love to rest in the afternoon. No, that's not the word rest. Rest here means to what? To divide the context. Or in other words, there's the, there's the Bible and they just choose what they believe. Yeah. They, just, they will just get what they want to believe. Yeah. Who are these people? The unlearned and unstable unlearn in other words did not learn did not grow did not mature unstable means faithful now sometimes not really unstable what is what is what what is faith in in in, in James chapter 1 verse 6 if any of you lack wisdom, verse 5, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and appraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, not, not wavering. The Bible says, do you know why Abraham got the blessing from God? The Bible says in Romans 4.20, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. You know what's the word staggered? Like, like, okay, I will, do, I will be faithful now. I will do the things, the will of God. And tomorrow, not again. Or sometimes you pray, but sometimes you do not really know what you're praying. You do not know what you want. Unstable. Unstable. I know a, mem a, a former member in our church that, like, there's a, a, a days that he is just so excited, so happy. He will, how are you? Over? Like, like that then. But after a few months or a few weeks, then he, he will just like that and he will not talk to anybody. But God's will for us in these last days is to accept the scripture as the final authority. It's not ourselves, not our feelings. Not, not just a portion of the scripture, but the whole scripture. Believe that the whole scripture is for you. Yep. Yes, Pastor Adrian cannot preach the whole Bible in one Sunday. But imagine if you'll be here faithful in the whole year, what kind of understanding will you have? How can you imagine? Will your faith grow? For sure, yes. For sure. And back it up with, listen, you do not go to gym every Sunday and expect your body to be strong and fit. You go to the gym every Sunday, but also exercise and healthy foods Monday to Saturday. So that's on the physical side. But we come here Sunday, Wednesday, but also you read your Bible. Meditate God's Word. You know what? I do not just read my Bible. I do not just read. I meditate by the grace of God. By the grace of God. Yes, do you think after I read, after I read, do you think I, I understand right away? No. Sometimes it takes time. And so I read it again. I read it again. Charles Spurgeon said, visit many books, but live with the Bible. Amen. Now, 
be careful with many books. So by the grace of God, I only chose my Bible college books. Because even if I graduate, I know I still have many things to learn. So I brought with me every day, I bring with me every day my Bible college books. So accept the scripture as the final authority. If we're not careful, we'll, we'll follow personality. We're, we will follow even, if you're not careful, young people, you'll just follow your parents. And that's, that's, not, that's not wrong. But listen, your parents are not perfect. So it's good that you know the Bible and you can also be a blessing to your parents. Mom, dad, that's not, I, I don't think that's, that's God's will. Should, should we pray for it? Or, or dad, what about this verse or something like that? Yep. The, the, my, my point is not, not you, I don't want you to disagree or dishonor your parents, no yep. the point is that you can be a blessing yep. even to the elders the scene in scenes here in, in the book of Peter that Peter mentioned is that Christians living in worry and fear, Christians with spot, what, what gives us spot here, spot spots are like, the word spot here in Second Peter are, means stains. What can stain us? The world. Yeah. Worldliness. Yeah. Also blame. So, something Blame is uh, something that is not good in a person. The sins here in Second Peter are unlearned and unstable. Failing to grow. Failing to, to live faithfully. Failing to continue. Unlearned and unstable. And look at the, the statement here in, in 2 Peter. Being led away. Look at here in verse 16. What will happen to them? If you will not follow the Bible as your final authority in life, what will happen? Look at in verse 16, the last statement in verse 16. As they do also the other scriptures, the last statement, unto their own destruction. Right. And listen, they thought... Uh, they are sincere, but they are sincerely wrong. Unto their own destruction. Look at in verse 17. Being led away with the error of the wicked. Because they know they have sinned. They, they, they know they have something wrong in their lives. And yet they continue. They haven't settled it with God. They haven't confessed. Confess means to agree with God. Lord, this is wrong. You thought you are right, but you only followed a certain portion. Maybe, maybe you, you just copied there. I don't know what, what you will get, half of the verse. Or maybe you just, you thought uh, an eye with an eye, you just follow that verse. Okay? Some, one, uh, one, one person said, I, I don't think this is a true story, he said, Lord, Speak to me today. Whatever verse I will open, that will I follow. He opened, Judas hung himself. Okay. So, see that? That's just, you know, that's, that's not really, I hope that's not happening, but if, you're, if your principle or philosophy in life is you just follow that and not accepting the whole thing, you can justify punching, you can justify complaint, 
You can justify murmur. You can justify if you fight the authority and you justify it. Ah, Moses, Moses killed an Egyptian. Yes, but it's not good. Why? Because unlearned and unstable rest. The word rest, W-R-E-S-T, is to distort, yep. to, to take out of context. Yep. So you can be certain but wrong. That's the result of being unlearned. And look at this in, in the last statement of verse 17. Fall from your own steadfastness. They thought, oh, I, I am okay, I, I am a Christian, or oh, I, I'm following the Bible, but no. Number one, you are complacent. And number two, you do not really follow the Bible. You are following your own will. So what will happen? Fall from your own steadfastness. Number three and last. What's God's will for us in the last days? Number one, to be diligent. Number two, to take the Bible as the final authority in our lives. The Bible, the Bible. Number three and last, to grow in grace. To grow in, in grace. Verse 18, but grow in grace. To grow in grace, not to be complacent, not to choose what we want to believe. Okay? Uh, we, we have talked to many people like that. They just, they believe what they want to believe. Yeah. And I do believe that many people are like that in New Zealand. Yeah. They believe what they want to believe. Yeah. Can you just imagine, we, Pastor Adrian tried to witness if a, a, a national, and he just believed the book of Judas. He just believed the book of Judas. He believed the book of Judas more than the Bible. Not because it is right. Not because it is reasonable. And I, I told him, um, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John talks about the Lord Jesus Christ. It's four. The book of Judas, only one. Which is more accurate. Which is more reasonable. But... They will not change. Why? Because they want to believe what they believe what they want to believe. Yeah. But the Bible says here, but grow in grace. Grow in grace. Not to be self-satisfied, not to be satisfied with the world, but to grow in grace. Church, listen. Grace means God's enablement. Yeah. Grace means God's enablement. The big question is how to have grace. The Bible says grow in grace. So how to experience the grace of God? In James chapter 4 and also in 1 Peter chapter 5, but let me choose 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 5. The Bible says here, likewise, ye younger, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. And by the way, Peter is speaking to the church, to the church people, to the believers. Yea, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. For God resisted the proud and giveth grace unto the... Okay? God gives grace to the humble. 
You cannot grow in grace if you are unteachable, unlearned. You cannot grow in grace if you are not faithful. If you are worldly, it will make you unstable. One foot to the world, one foot to the church. No, you cannot do that. That is unstable. Now, you are confronted with the truth, rebuked by, by the word of God here, and then you will rest. W-R-E-S-T-E, rest. Oh, I know, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. One member in Mabolo, he, he died already. He, we, we told him, hey, let's come to church. You remember Eric, Pastor Eric? Yeah. Hey, Eric, let's come to church. He said, ah, church is everywhere. Where two or three gathered together in my name. <laughs> there I am in the midst. So he quote a verse. But is, is he really in the context? No. The Bible says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. So listen, church, you can be like that if you are complacent. You will justify unfaithfulness, justify sin, justify some, some wrong motives, wrong desires. But the Bible says, He giveth grace to the humble. God gives grace, not to everybody, to the humble. To the humble. God will not give grace to the proud. God resisted the proud. The word resist there is that when, when, when you are there and you're, you're coming to God, God will say, oh, tell him I'm not here. <laughs> resist. In other words, God will not meet with you. God will not listen to you. God resisted the proud. Verse 6, humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. The word submit and subject. The Bible says be subject one to another. Submit yourselves. It means it has one meaning. It means to be placed under. To be placed under. It's like an umbrella and you are under. God's authority. God's authority. God's given authority. You have a church. You have the word of God. God gave you a man of God. Be under. Yeah. Be placed under. Yeah. In the family, you have your parent, your mother. Be placed under. Can you just imagine a perfect harmony if the husband will love the wife? The wife will what? Submit. Some husband will say, wife, submit. The husband, the wife will say, husband, remit. But that, that, that's not what the Bible says, okay? The Bible says, husband, love, wives, submit, children, children, obey. Obey, wow. Harmony. By the way, the word used here for clothes, the Bible says, be clothed with humility. Or in other words, put on humility. In other words, humility is not innate. We are not, humility is not inborn. We are not born humble. Okay? We are not born humble. You have to put on humility. And do not say, oh, that's, that, that's, that's not natural. No. Christianity or the will of God is not really natural in our body, in our lives. Yeah. But listen, listen. 
When you know it's the will of God, when you know it's good for you, and you submit to God, that is humility. Lord, I wanted to punch this person, but you wanted me to pray. Lord, I will pray. That's humility. That's being in subjection to God. Lord, I want to keep this, but Lord, I have a commitment. Lord, I will follow you. That's a commit. That is subjection to God. The word clothe, the word clothe here in Greek is egombombai. It means it's the it's the it's the dress for slaves in the New Testament. Egombombai. So when whenever you you see egombombai or a dress for slaves, you will know that person is a slave. The Bible says, put on egombombai. Where don't don't take this literal because it doesn't mean if you are wearing ordinary clothes you are humble. No, that's not what it means. Right. It doesn't mean if you are wearing a, a if you are driving a very good car, Mercedes or BMW or this guy is proud. No, no, that's no. Because I've met many people, even though the the list of people, and I talk to them and you know. There are really some some uh, pride will come out from their mouth. Oh, oh no, I don't need I don't need that. I'm I'm this. I'm okay. But humility, humility, is will result to grace, and the grace of God will result to subjection and humility. And uh, we, it, this is not about your outward appearance. Okay, this is not about. The brand of clothes you are wearing it. This is about your attitude. You have, you have, you are humble. Then the Bible says, God will give grace to the humble. And in our text, grow in grace. You know what? Humility to the grace of God, to subjection and humility. You know what will happen next if you have the grace of God? You know what will happen if you have the grace of God? There's only two things. The the, the end of all these things, our, our perfect obedience, our submission, our growing in grace, you know what's the final product? Christ-likeness. To be like Christ. To be like Christ. The Bible says we are to submit ourselves one to another. We see here the two characteristics of Humility. Humility is demonstrated in in two things here: submission and service. Grow in grace. Grow in submission and grow in the work of God. Submission and service. We are not perfect, but progress leads to perfection. Perfection is the desire of God. Jesus said, "Be ye therefore perfect or mature." As your father in heaven is perfect. Some some pastor, one pastor said, Christian maturity is an ever-present goal for believers. Christian maturity is an ever-present goal for the believers. In the spiritual world, I'm closing now. In the spiritual world, the great law of life is growth. Growth. The Christian who does not grow becomes peevish. You know what's peevish? Easily irritated. You know what can it 
uh, irritate us, problems. Maybe you are irritated with some other people. Maybe you got irritated with immature and you become immature also. Because no one is born into maturity. Maturity is not instantaneous. But listen, in nature, when growth ceases, when growth stops, decay and death are at hand. When growth stops, decay and death are at hand. Not to progress is to deteriorate and deterioration next to deterioration is destruction. Look at the next, the, the, in our verse, unlearned and unstable rest. They live a life not according to the will of God. They live a life, but they are twisting the Bible. They live their life and justifying immaturity. They live their life and justifying selfishness. But do you think they live a happy life? No, they didn't. The Bible says, fall from your own Steadfastness. This is a warning from Peter. Beware. He said, beware. You fall from your own steadfastness. You think you are okay, but you're not okay. And fall from the error of the wicked. The error of Satan. The error of Satan justifying sin. Sin is never okay. The final product of our Christian service, why we need to continue, why we need to be faithful. I hope we understand the message because God is coming soon, very soon. God is coming soon. People, you know, people, I, I know, the people who walk with God are not getting any younger. They're not getting any younger. I we hope, we pray, like example, I pray that my papa can live long, live long, Dr. Gisalva can be here forever. I just, I hope. But Peter said, I must put off this tabernacle shortly. So Peter kept on reminding the, the church, the people, that this should be our focus, the coming day of the Lord. Eternal things, not the elements here. The elements here will what? Melt. Will melt. We should focus on the new heaven and new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. So how should we live? If that is our focus. How should we live? Be diligent. Don't be complacent. Number two, accept the Bible as your final authority. You are blessed if you have godly parents. You are blessed if you have church. But the Bible is our final authority. Amen. And we all know God's word is being preached here. Amen. Accept the Bible as the final authority, not your feelings. You may, there's a song, how can something so wrong feel so right all along? <laughs> or maybe you know the, the singer. No. If that guy is already married, no, don't. Don't be deceived. If that woman is already married, no then the Bible is final authority, not your feelings. If the Bible calls it sin, then it is sin. Right. If the Bible calls it lust, then it's lust. 
Not, not your feelings, not your justification. Accept the Bible as the final authority. And our, our final, the last point, grow. Grow. The more you humble, the more God will give grace. And the more you will be of service, the more you will be a blessing. And uh, you're doing this not because of men, but because the uh, Paul said in Colossians, let my little children, Galatians 4.19, my little children of whom I travail in birth until Christ, and of whom I travail in birth again until Christ be formed in you. Until Christ be formed in you. Maybe one time in your Christian life, maybe soon you will experience failure. The Bible says, again. There's this word, again. Galatians 4.19, again, until Christ be formed in you. That's our final destination in this world, in this earth, to be like Christ. Are you like Christ? No, you're not. So don't be complacent. Are we like Christ? No. So continue, be faithful. Be faithful until Christ be formed in you. Let's pray. Father God, Lord, thank you for the simple message, Lord God, that we have today. A reminder, Lord, of our responsibility. Lord, we are nothing without you. Thank you, Lord, for the people like Peter who kept on reminding us your will, our responsibility, how to be blessed, how to live joyfully and and to be a blessing to others, thank you, Lord, that uh, we have a pastor here, Pastor Adrian. He's not perfect, Lord, but Lord, he is your servant here. He preached your word. He lived your word, Lord. He is walking in your grace and in faith, Lord. And Lord, uh, your grace, favor in his life is already proven. And I pray, Lord God, that we can continue, Lord. We can continue, Lord, in your grace. And Lord, uh, the, the work is big, Lord. Not only, Lord, in New Zealand, but individually. I know, Lord, we have loved ones who have not yet turned to you. Loved ones, Lord, or friends, or even workmates or classmates who do not know you. Lord, may we accept the challenge, Lord, that they are not just a, a body. They are a soul with a body. And one day, Lord, all of us will stand before you. And I pray, Lord God, like Paul... We can have this, Lord, um, a confidence that Paul said, Lord, I am free from the blood of all men. At least, Lord, we care or we should pray for them, do our part, and Lord, obey you, and Lord, not to trust in ourselves, in our ability, but to trust, Lord, in your power, to trust, Lord, in the power of the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit, Lord, who will convict men of sin. It's the Holy Spirit, Lord, who will bring remembrance it's, it's the Holy Spirit, Lord, who, who, who will, who will uh, guide us, Lord, and teach us, Lord, teach people your word. And our responsibility, Lord, is to share, to be a witness, to live holy and justly. Lord, by your grace, Lord God, please help us, Lord, to do, to do our part, to be responsible, Lord, to be, not to be complacent, to be diligent. Lord, our time is limited. We are temporary, Lord, in this world. That one day, Lord, we will face you. Lord, it would be best, Lord, a best life, Lord God, that we will face you, Lord, with full confidence, Lord, having the assurance 
And Lord, having, Lord, the, the great joy that we were able, Lord, to do our part. Lord, bless your people here in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. amen. Let's continue to pray. Let's uh, give it to the Lord. We have big requests coming up. Our, our um, anniversary is coming and the responsibility is upon our hands. And to make that um, a victorious one, uh, it takes diligence from our part. The Lord is already giving us the victory, but victory will not come without us being ready to receive it. But we need to be diligent, not complacent. And again, um, no matter how much desire we have, if we will not give it unto the Lord, who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. Nothing will happen to that until we give it unto the Lord. And it's our, you know, opportunity now to to um, ask the Lord. Uh, if you're here um, this evening, um, the message is clear. And it, if it speaks to you personally, whatever part there, the Lord is pointing upon your heart, then come to the Lord. Give it unto the Lord. Um, the Lord is speaking to you, then come before we close in word of prayer. It's a great opportunity that we have um, the altar now that we can really uh, come to the Lord. Come, come, and let's pray together before we close in prayer. Give you an opportunity, time to uh, think about the message. Thank you. Amen. Uh, that's the way, uh, brothers, sisters. Thank you. Praise God for God speaking uh, in His Word. And, um, wow, amen, amen. That's, um, I know the Lord is moving in your heart. Um, just submit to God. The, the message really was very simple. Just submit to the Lord. And um, uh, He will be honored in your life. You want God to be honored? Submit to Him. Submit to Him. Come and let us um, also... Um, ask the Lord for victory Victory in your personal life first Because this speaks about our personal life This speaking about us Our heart to being uh, You know, uh, ready For the Lord's working See, all those words Diligent, not, not complacent And, um, you know, use, uh, allow the, uh, the Bible To be the authority of your life And and again, you grow in grace. It's all us personally. Uh, not just, you know, forget about you, the person next to you. It's speaking to your heart personally. Then rectify the wrong. See it, you know, in, in um, bring it to the Lord. And submit yourself to God. So that you will be ready for God's mighty working in your life. Are you ready for God's mighty working? You know, consider what the message speaks to you tonight. Any more before I close this? You may come if you want. Amen. Let's continue to pray. Our Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for the message tonight. Thank you, Lord, for speaking to us, speaking in the midst of your people. Lord, um, the message is very simple. Uh, it speaks for 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 all our um, benefit of God personally to gain um, favor uh, before your eyes, Lord. Uh, help us, Lord, to be diligent. 
help us, Lord, not to be um, um, complacent in in things that we think we have already arrived or things that we already know. But Lord, uh, there are still a lot of things to know from your word. This is something, Lord, that we cannot really um, um, uh, arrive because, Lord, um, as long as we are here on this earth, we will keep on learning. We will keep on um, learning things from you, from your word. And also, Lord, help us to submit ourselves to the authority of the word of God. It is your word, O God, that we follow. It is your word that will give the final say. And Lord, help us in all our endeavoring that we will grow in grace and in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. So that, Lord, um, we as your people here in this church um, will will um, come to the point where we can be um, like Christ. And I know, Lord, it takes a lot of diligence. It takes a lot of learning. But, Lord, you said it in your word that um, you will work in our hearts, Lord, in our life, um, so that we can be conformed uh, to your uh, Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, help these people, whatever things, Lord, that they have um, come forward to, whatever desire that they have in their hearts, please, Lord, attend to their prayers. Give them, Lord, their heart's desire. And I pray, O oh God, that uh, they will grow uh, more and more. They will be diligent. They will be uh, submissive unto your word. And they will submit, Lord, um, to your um, um, authority. And Lord, give this peaceful blessing. Continue to bless them, O oh God. Lord, we commit to you um, um, these people and even the people, Lord, that have not come forward, but I know, Lord, that you also have spoken to them. Please, Lord, bless all of us here tonight. Give us victory once again. In Jesus' name we pray all these things. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. And um, let's um, have the final hymn. We will sing the final hymn. And for the choir members, please remain so that we can have a round of the... Uh,